Welcome back to Big Les's League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about your Super Saturday 4, round 26. We'll start off with the Melbourne Storm v. the Gold Coast Titans in what was a great start. A great start from the Titans, keeping this game competitive. They were the first to score. They were in the lead for a little bit. Was watching this game while pumping some iron uh, in the Gaim, in the Gaim at the Roosters facilities. Mind you... They've got some awesome facilities right next to um, Allianz Stadium. Awesome stuff. Obviously, went to go watch the Roosters um, taking on the West Tigers. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've got a great facility there, a really good facility. The gym's awesome. Uh, Really nice pool out the back as well. Had a little bit of fun in the ice bath and the sauna as well. It was great stuff. It was great stuff. Awesome facilities. Um, But yeah, look, watching this one while in the game, and was enjoying myself, was enjoying the Titans playing some really decent footy. Um, AJ Brimson out the back, doing some great things. Tom Weaver, fuck, he's killing it. I reckon he should be the long-term seven. I really do. After, from the two games I've seen from him, the Titans have just had a little bit more structure in their game. They find it a little bit easier to score points. I really like Tom Weaver at seven. I really, really do. Obviously, the big point in this game was Ryan Pappenhausen coming off the bench in the 62nd minute for his NRL return after 405 days out. His first NRL appearance in 405 days. That is insane stuff, Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, Harry Grant started the game on the bench as well and was introduced by Craig Bellamy in the 27th minute. Uh, Very interesting tactic there. Very interesting tactic to not start Harry Grant, but it worked a treat uh, towards the back end of the game as well. Came on fresh and, you know, really, really made the defense of the Gold Coast Titans a little bit more difficult. Uh, Xavier Coates obviously bagged three tries and ran for 203 meters. Awesome stuff there. Alicia Katoa, you know, has scored five tries in his past five games now. He had another sensational game in the back row. Uh, Big Tino running for 209 metres from 20 runs. Uh, He had a really inspirational game as well. Super solid there through the middle. Uh, Kieran Foran was sent for a HIA with 11 minutes to play. Obviously, he didn't come back for the rest of the game. He might be in a little bit of strife going into next week. Uh, The Storm have won nine of their past 10 games against the Titans. So, obviously, they came in as the favourites. But I'll tell you what, watching the start of this game, watching the first 15 minutes of the game, if you go back and watch the first 15 You'd think that the Gold Coast Titans were the favourites. They were playing some really, really strong football. Uh, The Titans have conceded 134 points in their past four games, which doesn't really help my point whatsoever. Um, But, you know, I mean, they were very impressive still, in my opinion. Obviously, the best record to have, though, 134 points leaked in four games. Uh, Big Nelson, 10 tackle busts for the Melbourne Storm. Awesome stuff there from Big Nels. Uh, but Ryan Pappenhausen coming off the bench in this game. I thought he did provide a little bit of spark. I thought he played some really good football coming onto the field for this team. It was a very scratchy last 15 minutes from him. But, you know, it is his first game, you know, after a a 405 days, sorry, you know, on the sideline. So I'd cut him a little bit of slack there. I thought Munster was outstanding. He had a really, really strong game uh, in this one. Cameron Munster setting up a few tries, looking really, really classy, really classy for them to get this big lead on. Uh, Obviously winning 37 to 16 
uh, by the end of the game. After the 60th minute, they were on fire, scoring three tries before the end of the game through Christian Welsh, who no one picked as an anytime try scorer ever. Uh, Alicia Katoa and Xavier Coates as well, obviously scoring his third. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the first 15 to 20 minutes from the Gold Coast Titans, I thought was really impressive. Um, you know, they both competed for majority of that game. You know, right up until the 60th minute, I thought that was it was really competitive. But I thought the most impressive part was the first 15 to 20 minutes where they were, in my opinion, the better team. They really were. I thought they were for sure. Um, some great stuff there from the Gold Coast Titans. But still a great win from the Melbourne Storm. Now let's talk about the next game, the Roosters v. the West Tigers. I mean, really solid display from the Roosters, especially in their defense towards the back end of the game. Yes, they obviously leaked that first try to Tristan Riley. By the way, you can tell he came from Union with the way he scored that try, barging his way over the line as well uh, when they passed it out to that edge. I thought Dane Laurie was still very dangerous for the West Tigers. You know, you, you want to credit give credit where credit is due. I thought Dane Laurie was okay. I thought Will Smith, he again, just provided a little bit of silkiness and a little bit of class, a bit of, a little bit of structure as well to that number seven jersey. Obviously, the side didn't play too well for majority of the game, but he still gave the side a little bit of structure and it worked, you know, in that first play to score that try uh, there for the West Tigers. I thought that Daniel Tupo was great. He's now scored 19 tries in 14 appearances against the West Tigers. So we had a great record going up against the Tigers in this one. Now, if it wasn't already set in stone, it is now set in stone that the West Tigers are your wooden spooners for 2023. Consecutive wooden spoons. Not good stuff at all for the West Tigers. Um, With the side they're bringing in, you know, next year, we obviously said the same thing at the start of this year. But with the side they're bringing in next year, I really do think they're going to do some damage. It might not work out straight away. But once they get used to that spine, I mean, they're going to be very, very dangerous. Uh, Egan Butcher and obviously Asukapoa were placed on report for dangerous contact. Uh, there were a few little scuffles, which I love in this game. I loved a bit of his horse. I love a bit of bring back the Biff. Love a bit of Biff. Love a bit of Biff. Uh, the, Roosters have, the Roosters have won 17 of their past 18 games against the West Tigers. So they obviously have the big record against the Tigers. Uh, Tigers have won only one of their past 11 games at more Park venues, um, which is big for the West Tigers. Roosters have scored 182 points in their past four games against the West Tigers. And the West Tigers winger David Nofaluma has never beaten the Roosters 12 games. 12 losses. What a record there for Dave Nofaluma. That is insane stuff. Insane stuff there for Dave Nofaluma. Uh, But yeah, look, big win from the Roosters. I am willing to, you know, eat a little bit of shit in in the sense of, you know, I obviously said that Sam Walker was going to struggle, you know, that there's there's not going to be much structure in this side with him coming back into the team. A lot of Roosters people laughed in my face. A lot of Roosters fans laughed in my face, told me how wrong I was. I was pretty confident that it wasn't really going to work out too well. Um, Therefore, uh, Sam Walker coming back into this side. Um, But I thought he was great. I really did. I thought that he was absolutely outstanding in this game. Probably one of the better halfback performances in this game as well. Um, You know, silkiness. He did provide the structure that I said he wasn't going to. As well, you know, I thought that he was great. I really did. His kicking game, his kick chase, his defense. I mean, it was a really well-rounded performance from Sam Walker. So congrats to him. He was 
Really, really, really good. He was really, really good. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it was great from the forwards as well. I thought Jared was solid through the middle. I thought Egan Butcher was great when he came onto the park. Sua Wong having another big game in the back row as well for the Roosters. I mean, it was a really well-rounded performance. I think they're going to be very unlucky if Manu's out going into next week. He's obviously got a hamstring injury, so he could potentially be out. Um, so I think they're going to be very unlucky if that is the case. Um but yeah, look, I mean, a really solid performance. 32 to 8 was the final scoreline. Um, you know, at some stages of the game, I thought it was a little bit closer just with the way the West Tigers were playing in some stages. They had some really good glimpses. Dane Laurie was great down that left-hand side of the field. Uh, but the Roosters just outclassed them, especially towards the back end of the game as well. They really did outclass them. They scored all, most of their tries in the second half. Uh, and rightfully so. I mean, Suwali, again, really good under the high ball. Five from five goals kicked as well. Uh, really, really solid. Jared set to be out for six weeks is a big talking point after this game. You know, that is a massive, massive out for the Roosters, um, you know, going into the next few weeks as well, especially if Manu's out for the next few weeks, set to be four weeks for hamstring injuries. So um, if Manu's out and Jared's out, they're two big losses going into, um, you know, next week and potentially into finals. Maybe if they're a chance, I don't think they are anymore with how the Cowboys are sort of lined up at the moment. Um but yeah, look, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how the ladder's shaping up and if the Roosters are a chance. But I think due to for and against, they aren't anymore. Uh, but again, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It is a big win against the West Tigers that I guess could boost their chances a little bit. Uh, but a really solid performance, you know, if it is their second last game of the year to sort of round out the year for the Roosters. And then the last game of your Super Saturday uh, was the Broncos v. the Raiders. I actually fell asleep halfway through this game and had to watch the rest of the game the following day. But some massive plays, some massive plays in this game. It was a really solid contest. Ricky was obviously fuming and obviously swore at that uh, cameraman, the poor bloke, just trying to do his job and getting an absolute spray from Ricky, as we love to see. The Raiders were solid, and I mean, it was a really strange outfit running out there. Jack Whiten was moved to center um, to start the game as well. Obviously, he was named at fullback, ran out at center. Sebastian Chris was on the wing. Rapiner went back to fullback. I think that's one of the best games I've seen Rapiner play all year. Super silky. Had some big plays during that night as well. Really solid stuff. Jack White in the center was really weird to see. But I think they're more comfortable with putting Jack White into center since he isn't going to be in the side next year. They're sort of willing to bring him back in a different position. Really strange to see if, you know, Jack White might potentially stay at center and play the rest of the year at center, uh, considering he won't be there for the rest of the year. I don't know if they're going to do that, considering they are, you know, chasing finals as well. They are still in the top eight. So, yeah, very interesting to see how the side will line up going into next weekend. Uh, but big win for the Broncos, and it means they will most likely finish as the minor premiers, uh, minor premiers, but depending on how they go against Melbourne. It's a big game going into next week just before finals as well. Hopefully they don't peak too early and play a massive game against Melbourne and then have an absolutely Jeremy Crocker um, going into the following week. But yeah, big game for the Brisbane Broncos. Massive game for them uh, going into next week. Speaking of next week for the Canberra Raiders, Corey Horsburgh set to be out for an extended period due to suspension as well, which is going to be a big loss for them. Hopefully Rapiner isn't, uh, you know, 
suspended either. He was placed in report and sent to the Sinmin as well for an alleged trip on Broncos winger uh, Selwyn Cobbo. I don't think there was anything in it. I really don't. I don't think it was a trip at all, to be honest. I mean, Rapana couldn't really do much else. Selwyn Cobbo was always going to go for that ball. Jordan Rapana was always going to go for that ball. It wasn't really a trip. They were both clearly competing for the football. You know, they both jumped up to get it. They both had eyes on the football as well. Like, there's nothing those guys could have done. There's, it changes nothing compared to, you know, what they would have done in that situation anyway. They were both going to do that exact thing anyway. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. It is a bit of a weird one. But, um, yeah, hopefully he isn't suspended going into next week because that would be a real, real shame for the Raiders. Uh, obviously, Tony Staggs was placed on report in the first half as well for contact on Jordan Rapner as well. Um, so hopefully Katani Staggs is all good. I think he is all good um, from what I've heard. Uh, Kirk Capel was the only Broncos player who has won an NRL game at JO Stadium prior to this game, which is pretty big um, for the Broncos. Uh, Jack Whiten had 13 runs for 136 metres, broke nine tackles in his last game at J.O. Stadium at centre as well. Really solid stuff from Jack White in his return game. Uh, Selwyn Cobo, 170 run metres, five tackle busts to go uh, with his third hat-trick of the season. Uh, Jared Croker started off the bench for his first game, uh, first time in his 307-game career. Uh, he also played his 150th game at J.O. Stadium as well on the night. He only got a few minutes, but I thought he was quite good when he came on. Uh, Corey Oates returned from a knee injury to celebrate his 200th NRL game, uh, and he was outstanding too, Corey Oates, on that wing. Both Broncos wingers equally as dangerous. It was a really solid game of football. I thought Madden, again, did very well. Reese Walsh was electric um, going around the back. I mean, Ezra Mann was fantastic yet again in this one, setting up tries left, right, and center. He was awesome. It's a really solid game from the Brisbane Broncos and even a cheeky field goal at the end of it. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the Raiders were very, very good. Very, very good for most of that game. For the most of the first half as well, they were very competitive, but the Broncos laid it on a little bit in the second half. So on Cobo getting uh, his second and third try and Reese Walsh obviously getting a beautiful try as well to finish the game. It was obviously a nasty cheap shot as well on Reese Walsh from Joey Tarpanay. Reese Walsh looking to be limping a little bit and Joey Tarpanay absolutely flogs him. It was a beautiful hit. Probably one of the hits of the year as well. It was really, really solid stuff. Uh, but yeah, look, a really solid game to finish your Super Saturday. One.